Oh my goodness, look at this. It's a new studio. It's eggplants, or plum to some of you. And this is Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Yay! You're Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for well over a decade. Just a reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, ad-free on Amazon. Also, check us out on YouTube. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Well, folks, <laughs> finally, finally, finally in a new spot. I've been waiting for this for, it seems like, ages. Oh, my goodness. Um, left my previous spot three months ago. It's been three months already. Three, well, long months. <laughs> and we're going to do something a little bit special for this first episode here. And I, I like the color of the wall. I mean, you know, if you're a Lakers fan, you would call it Forum Blue. If you're, <laughs> if you're a Ducks fan, would you consider this eggplant? Would you consider this plum? Should I put a stripe of jade back there? I know I can't, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, well, I mean, I have these disinfecting wipes. So there you go. Eggplant and jade, for what it's worth, I guess. So instead of talking about the previous game, I wanted to do something just kind of fun and, you know, interesting for this first episode here in this new spot. Those of you on audio have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm in a brand new space. If you're on the YouTube side, you could see it is a purple, sorry, not purple, I'm going to call it eggplant until enough people say, no, it's plum. It's the 30th anniversary. It's plum. No, God, it's not plum. It's freaking eggplant. All right. So I consider it eggplant. So I will call this for purposes of this particular podcast. It's an eggplant wall. So with that being said, let's do a mailbag episode. <laughs> let's start off by doing a mailbag episode because why the heck not, right? And I actually got a few questions here. I will let you all know right now that I'm not going to get to every question on this go around. I'm going to save a couple of them in the back pocket for future reference or future use. Because I think one of these questions can be answered in the coming weeks. So we'll get to that one a little bit later. But let's get started. I got a bunch of questions. So we're going to start right away with a question from Joe. Hope everything's going well, Joe. Uh, with this question, you're saying, let the kids play. I do say that a lot. Which kids have impressed you the most, both with the Ducks and the Goals? I like this question. So the kids that have impressed me the most, I'm going to start with the Ducks. And I'm going to go with Mason McTavish, who is still considered a kid. Look, Mason McTavish, to a lot of people, should be the future captain and McTavish has played a big role wherever he's played. He's won in juniors. Not quite the Memorial Cup, but he's come close. 
McTavish has won in the juniors. He's won internationally. He's led Team Canada to a gold medal. Remember that? (laughs) He has done as well as he can everywhere he goes. So I think I've been most impressed, not just with McTavish's overall play, but his poise. His poise very much impresses me. And as far as the goals, I think more so recently, the goals player that has impressed me the most, this one's tough. This one's very tough. I think if I was asked this question a month or two ago, I would say Olin Zellweger. But I think right now, even though, I mean, he is still technically a kid, I'm going to go with Nikita Nestorenko. And here's why. Because Nestorenko recently has shown more of a willingness to not have to go for the goals all the time. He's shown more of a team-first mentality and is looking to make everyone around him better. And this has especially been true the last couple of weeks. I've been impressed with Nestorenko's 200-foot game. And I think that will translate better to the National Hockey League personally. So that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Nestorenko as far as the goals player that has impressed me the most. That's a good question. All right, next question comes from... Well, let's go. There's a few questions here. I'm going to go with the one from Josh, who had this to ask. Um, Jason Hope, all is going well. Thank you very much, Josh. Uh, (laughs) He kept this one rather simple. He asked, is the Ducks... (laughs) I'm already thinking about the answer. So the question just says, is the Ducks' misfortunes right now on Pat Verbeek? Ooh. That's, That's a good one. So it has been a couple of years now for Pat Verbeek. And I have seen some of the tweets saying that, well... It's been a couple years. You'd think the Ducks would have gone somewhere by now under Pat Verbeek. And I totally get that. But I'm not going to put it all on Pat Verbeek. I think he has tried to do as well as he could the last couple of seasons. There are still some remnants from the Bob Murray era, unfortunately. And there's still a couple of big Albatross contracts that are affecting the Ducks. Not as much as before. But you still have the Cam Fowler contract, which isn't a terrible contract because Fowler has been kind of a horse lately. And I'm not going to put much of the blame on Pat Verbeek yet because he's still trying to deal with some of the prior trades for lost draft picks before. So he's still trying to deal with trying to get rid of all of that or as much as possible. And we're almost there. I think if there is another year of bad play from the Ducks, then I could unequivocally say, yes, this is all on Pat Verbeek. But I'm not going to say that quite yet. Some of that still has to do with the prior coaching regime, both in the AHL level and the NHL level. Dallas Eakins last season, look, let's call a spade a spade. Dallas Eakins did not do a good job with the Ducks, particularly last season. There was so many questionable choices that plummeted them all the way to the bottom of the standings. And I'll even go as far back as the Joel Bouchard episode 
for the San Diego goals. I think that one is still that one that one's tough for me. Because that was a hire that was not completely made by Pat Verbeek. He was not quite fully on with the Ducks yet. Now, I do like the current coaches both in the NHL and AHL level. And there is some market improvement. This season has been all about injuries. And it's been key injuries this year. So I cannot put that blame on Coach Pat Verbeek. And I certainly cannot put that blame on the coaches. I just can't. Injuries are a part of the game. And it's certain injuries. If you have, you know, 11th or 12th guys that get hurt, it won't make much of a difference. When you have multiple guys from your top six that are out, that's a big deal. When you have Trevor Zegras out, for as long as he's been, it's going to cause an issue. When you've had Jimmy Drysdale out as long as he's been, that's going to cause an issue. When you've had Mason McTavish out, that's going to be a problem. Even Isaac Lundestrom, who I consider to be a top nine, he's a middle six forward. He's not a bottom guy, but he's a middle six forward. Even having Lundestrom out until the all-star break, essentially, that's tough for Anaheim. So they've been snake bitten. As far as the San Diego goals, without Chase DeLeo... San Diego is a completely different team. Completely different. So it's not just the injuries. It's the key injuries that I think are hindering the Ducks and the goals, especially this season. All right, I've got more of your questions, more of your answers. We will get to the rest of those on the other side. Now a word from eBay Motors. Passion drive and patience patience underlined three times by the way is what brings home the winning trophy and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or TLOPN. Once again, I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to bring up some more questions. And I debated what order to do this in, and I would rather end on a good note. So I'm going to get to the tough question first. Uh, this, <laughs> So there's two tough questions here. And I'm going to answer both of these. So this from Kyle. So thanks, Kyle, once again. Um, You're awesome, buddy. So Kyle asks, JD, when will Jiggy's number finally be retired? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
thank you for asking this. Um, I've been on the Jiggy train for a while. I think his number should be retired. He is probably arguable. No, I would say arguably the most important goaltender in Ducks history. I know John Gibson just broke a record for playing the most games as an Anaheim Duck. Okay, I get that. But John Gibson didn't win a Stanley Cup with the Ducks. J.S. Jaguar did. So I'm going to say Jiggy's number should be retired. And God, I was hoping that it would be retired on this 30th anniversary season. I was really hoping that. Unfortunately, we all can't get what we wish for. But I think I think there are a few Ducks fans that share my sentiment that Jiggy's number absolutely should be retired. I mean, look at what he did with the Anaheim Ducks. He won a Stanley Cup. He was there for both runs of the finals. And he had some big wins with the Ducks as well. Not only that, he's the only Ducks player, or he's the only player, as far as I know, to win the Conn Smythe Trophy on the losing team. And I forget if there's someone else that won it. I'm going to do a little bit of quick research here. But I always go back to J.S. Jaguar as as the one guy who won it on a losing side. And, oh, look at that. I'm incorrect on this. <laughs> Only time this century. Before that, Ron Hextall with the Flyers back in 87. Reggie Leach with the Flyers in 76. Glenn Hall with the Blues in 68. And Roger Crozier with the Red Wings in 66. So those are the only other times that the Cosmic Trophy was won by someone on the losing side. But J.S. Jaguar, for all intents and purposes, the only one to do it in this century. So, you know, he's part of two important Ducks teams. Not just the Smythe Trophy winning team, which still stings. That one still stings. I, I wish he would have won it with that particular mighty Ducks team with this colorway, by the way. I'm just saying. Ah, it still stings. But I think his number, I say it should be retired. Will it be retired? I think if the Ducks are going to do a service to the fans, I would think it's going to be within the next couple of years. There's been enough talk about it. There's been enough cry from fans saying it should happen. So, you know, at Anaheim Ducks, get to it. I would hope in the near future. All right. This question is a bombshell question, but I'm going to answer it. Would Corey Perry's number be retired after his recent controversy? Ooh, that's... Okay, I'm going to be very careful with how I answer this one because this is still a touchy subject. So, Corey Perry... um, did win the Hart Trophy with the Ducks. He was part of that Stanley Cup winning team in 2007. And one of the most important... I'm going to say it this way. Corey Perry is one of the most important Ducks in franchise history. But you also have to look at everything off the ice. If I just think about stuff on the ice, I would say, yeah... Yeah, I th- I think his number would be retired. 
However, given the recent controversy, it's going to be a little bit tougher. It's going to be a lot tougher, actually. And I actually had to think about this a lot because there's kind of precedence to this where there's other players that have had, you know, some kind of substance abuse. You know, Corey Perry right now is going through the substance abuse program. Um, Corey Perry recently went in because, you know, he's been dealing with alcohol abuse issues. And I sincerely wish nothing but the best for Corey Perry. I mean, he did get his contract terminate, terminated because of, you know, something that happened with the Blackhawks. But he has said that he's going to take number one priority to his family and his health. And, you know, I think I think it's important for him to get better with his health. And I'm going to read this quote from Corey Perry. I have started working with experts in the mental health and substance abuse fields to discuss my struggles with alcohol, and I will take whatever steps necessary to ensure this never happens again. I hope to regain the trust and respect of everyone who has believed in me. End quote. So, at least he's trying to slay his demons, I think is the best way to put that. And we have seen this in the National Hockey League before, and another friend of mine reminded me that we've seen this before reminded me a few days ago about another player who also had his own demons and that's Theo Fleury. Theo Fleury is one of the most important players in the Calgary Flames and I don't know if this is a fair comparison to make but this is someone that there is a part of the fan base that says well he is important but there's also a reason that his number isn't retired is because of those demons and because of everything off the ice. Now, on the ice, Theo Fleury, early in his career, did win a Stanley Cup with the Calgary Flames. His number is not retired. However, no other player has worn number 14 since his retirement. So something else to kind of keep in mind, no one else has worn that number. So I would say it's not officially retired by the Calgary Flames, but maybe it's effectively retired, I guess is the best way to put it, by the Flames. And this is where it is. It is tough. It is tough to think about that. And by the way, this kind of goes back to the Jiggy question. I think only two or three players have worn number 35 for the Ducks and no one's worn it since Jaguar. So his number is kind of like Jaguar's number is unofficially retired. Theo Fleury's number is unofficially retired, but the difference is Theo Fleury has had to deal with a lot of off the ice issues. And it's those off the ice issues that explains why his number is not retired by the Calgary Flames. And I think the same fate is going to happen to Corey Perry. I think his number might not ever be retired by the Anaheim Ducks. Do I also think that anyone else is going to wear his number after him? Probably not. I mean, no one has worn number 10 since Corey Perry left for the Dallas Stars back in 2019. And I don't think any other player is going to wear number 10 
either for a very long, long time or ever. And it's it's going to take a lot. So that's just so that is my official stance on that. I don't think his number is going to be retired by the Ducks because of everything else. So that's just my take on that. Yeah, it's a tough question. It's a tough question. And I'm going to take the road by saying I hope Corey Perry does slay his demons. I hope he gets the help he needs. And I sincerely hope that, you know, he can, you know, live the rest of his life and get himself better. But I don't think his number is going to get retired. That's just what I think. All right. We're going to head into the second intermission. I've got a couple more questions to answer, and we will get to that after the second intermission. So stay locked in. Now, a word from Sleeper. The NHL season is in full force, and someone on the Ducks could score 40 or 50 goals this season, like a certain Frankie boy. Maybe your team could hoist Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. And there are certain players that I would take this week to win 100 times money. Connor McDavid, he is on a roll right now. Maybe Frank Vetrano could score some big-time goals. Who knows? All you have to do is pick whether guys like McDavid or Crosby or other star players will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, plus, minus, and more in any given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. Eight. That's Tamu Solani's number, by the way. You heard me, Ducks fans. You can win a 100 times your money by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey with Sleeper. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and welcome to this brand new studio. <sighs> I'm I'm relieved. I'm more relieved than anything, folks. Thank God. Okay, got some more questions. Got some more answers. This these last questions come from Tom with an H. So thanks, Tom, for some questions. I'm not going to answer all of them right now, but I'm going to answer the ones that I can because we're kind of short on time. So. Tom asks about the goals worthy of a call-up. Well, I mentioned one earlier. This kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with who I've been most impressed with. I'm, I'm liking Nestorenko. I like him right now simply because the Ducks up the middle right now are lacking a little bit. Without Trevor Zegris and without Mason McTavish and without Lundestrom, I would say... Give Nestorenko a freaking chance already. Gosh. He's been the best center on the goals. Well, okay. He's been the best young center. And you have the added bonus where he's waivers exempt. So bring him up for a few games. Bring him up and 
till McTavish comes back. You know, just bring him up for the short term. See how he does. I would like to see Nesterenko play with the Ducks. So I think he'd be worthy of a call-up. And someone else that I have liked that could be called up is still Olin Zellweger. I still think Zell's deserves a shot at some point. But I'm going to go with Nestorenko more so than anyone else. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm going to answer this one. I'm going to answer this one because this is probably my favorite question out of all of them. And this isn't like a happy one to end on, but I'm going to end it on this one because it's interesting. What is John Gibson's value right now? Oh, we're going there. All right. We're going there. It's hard to put a number on John Gibson right now, but I would say Gibby's done better this season than he's done last season. And I think he's worth at least a first. And the reason I say that is because it's not often we see goalies traded either at the deadline or after the season. But if Gibby does get traded, keep this in mind. John Gibson still has another three years left on his contract after this season is done. So it's going to, yeah, I know, Pops. And it's going to be a big ask. So I think it would be at least a first-round pick for John Gibson. We've seen trades happen in the past where goalies have been traded in the middle of a contract. And there was a good amount back. One that was reminded of me recently was Corey Schneider. Corey Schneider with the Vancouver Canucks had some pretty solid seasons. He also had uh, maybe a down year towards, towards the end of that contract. He had a down year. And especially in the playoffs, he just imploded. So his value still went down a little bit. And then he was traded to the Devils for dot, 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 a first round pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go back to this trade here. Um, the Devils got Corey Schneider in exchange for a first round pick that wound up being Bo Horvat. Yes, that Bo Horvat. So... Yeah, there's there's some precedence here as to the market for a goalie that still has some years left on his contract. We've also seen this in the past with other big trades for first-round picks. <sighs> that being said, yeah, it's either going to be at least a first-round pick or another good goalie. There have been trade deadline deals. Speaking of Vancouver, Roberto Luongo... For Jacob, well, actually, that whole trade was Luongo and Stephen Anthony to the Florida Panthers for Markstrom and Sean Matthias. That was a good trade, I think, for the Panthers. Luongo did all right there. Markstrom, you know, it, it, it worked out good for the Canucks, even though it was kind of like a salary dump for Vancouver. It was a big-time salary dump, but they still got Roberto Luongo. So I would say there's going to be a high price 
if the ducks decide to go that route. But just for the sake of answering the question on its own, the question specifically asked, what is Gibson's value right now? The value for John Gibson right now is either a first round pick or another pretty good goaltender. That's his value. I hope I answered that question, Tom. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a tough one. So what do you guys think about that? Do you think John Gibson's value is less than a first round pick? Is it less than another comparable goalie? I don't, I don't know. But he has done better this season. Would I want to trade him right now? No, I wouldn't want to trade him right now. The Ducks are just going through a, a rough patch right now with a bunch of injuries. And Gibby has played better for what it's worth. So, thank you all for all the questions. There are still some questions that I'm going to keep on the back burner because we are running out on time. So, um, Tom, Kyle and Tom, you've got a couple more questions. I'm going to hold off on those questions for another mailbag. And if you guys want to add to the mailbag, you can do so by emailing me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks for the support, especially through the last few months. And, you know, and thanks for sticking with me. And now that now that I'm here, I, I wanted the first episode here to be, you know, kind of cool and happy and not be not me ranting. Oh yeah. Next episode. <laughs> Rant coming. In the meantime. This podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, ad-free on Amazon. We're also on YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you all day, every day, covering the top sports stories of the day covering every league so if you're an NBA fan the Los Angeles Lakers won the in-season tournament hey they won something where's my parade I'm still waiting for my 2020 parade ah I'm kidding partially (laughs) hey Lakers colors ah or Ducks colors old school ah yeah so that's all on locked on sports 24 7 for your NBA news in-season tournament, MLB, there's only one story, and it's Shohei Otani. In the NFL, who's going to get that number one spot? How do the Eagles look? How do the Cowboys look? The 49ers, wow. And as far as NHL, (laughs) all the fighting recently. Yeah, so all of that is on the 24-7 sports channel. Just go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe. All right, I think I covered everything. I think we're good. (laughs) Once again, thank you. Thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated, and I'm glad to be coming to you from a new spot. Truly appreciate it. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the night and afternoon and morning. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.